20 verse 18. This is a familiar passage of scripture. I've preached this numerous times. I think the last time I even read this scripture here was probably about a year ago, but we've quoted it backwards, forwards. Amen. And uh, all of you, so good to see you here in God's house. I'm going to, uh, I struggled with this all week uh, as to whether to preach this or not. I had uh, like three other thoughts. But uh, Brother Jeremy, thanks again for being here and making us sound good and look good. <laughs> Tremendous help. And I, blessing our daughter-in-law and giving her a rest. I told Brother Jeremy, I said, I think that there's stuff that's just, he's got so much talent that I think that stuff will just fall off of him. They will, they will pick up stuff. He's very professional, and uh, we so, so appreciate him coming. They've got plenty to do, too. And so with us, speaking of working a good horse, we don't want to do that either. So we want to bless them while they're blessing us. Judges 20 and 18. Amen. If you will look right up here, if you don't have a Bible, we'll have it right here. And the children of Israel arose and went up. Y'all don't like my preaching or something? Y'all leaving now? Check with, your, check with your granddaughter and see if they're just leaving because you don't like my preaching. Church is not over yet, all right? All right, they got they put the finger up, all right? I, I got liberty to do that. Y'all know what that means now, don't you? Didn't put, I didn't see a finger go up. I just saw like, I, I know I'm not a count meeting general conference speaker, but I don't do that bad, I don't think. Like, hey, hey, hold it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God. Good place to go, isn't it? Amen. And asked counsel of God. You see this way, way back in the Old Testament. What a pattern. What a type. Amen. What a principle. And said, which of us shall go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Lord, speak to you folks. You may need to tune in a little bit. You may need to pray a little while. It may not be an audible voice either. And it may come from a, from a source that you just really have a struggle with. Let me promise right here. And I'm, I'm already preaching, amen, things that I don't have in my notes. Some of us are picky about who we accept the word from. Let me just say this again. God spoke through a donkey in the Bible. God also spoke to Peter through a rooster. So we need not be picky. You know, we see certain people and we figure out, we've been around them, that they are not perfect. We have, saw, we have seen and noticed a few flaws. They're human. But, you know, sometimes the gifts of the Spirit will operate. And we'll know somebody that's with us or not totally with us or just kind of, you know. And I have people, this happens on a regular basis. Now, was that God or what? They, what they're saying without saying it is I know that person. They're just kind of, you know, they may be here and they may not be here. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no that, that was the Lord. Amen. God will use the available vessel. I, listen, I want to be super spiritual. I want to get more holy than what I've ever been in my life. I want to get closer to God. But we don't need to wait to do that before we allow the gifts of the Spirit to speak through us and give somebody a word. Is somebody listening to me right now? Amen. God will give you a word. 
Amen. And so when it comes forth, you just need to say, thank you, Lord. I don't care if it was a donkey. And some people call them something else. King James even does that. I just skipped that because I know it drops people. It's kind of a curse word in our day. And so uh, maybe that's just me, all right? Amen. But God did that. So God did. And the Lord said, Judah, and this is what I want to preach on. Judah shall go up first. You know what the word Judah means? I think we do. Amen. The word Judah simply means praise. So we could say it like this. We could say, let praise go up first. Amen. I love starting our service out. When we get here on service day or Sunday night, amen, or Wednesday night, amen, I like to start out with praise. That's what the Lord said. Just let pray. Listen, we don't even pray yet. Maybe we've had a little silent prayer, a little prayer, but nothing official here going on. We just gather together, but the first thing we do is start out with praise. Just let praise go up first. Why don't we do that right now, amen, with a hand clap of praise before I even get started in this message right now. Just let it go up first. Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. You may be seated, and I'm gonna do this like I've been doing lately. I'm gonna just try to just cruise through this and it'll be hard to do. Somebody said, what does that mean? That don't mean anything. I'm gonna try, I hope it does, I'm trying. Before we even begin to plan our strategy, before we make any kind of decisions, bless you, Gracie, I'm so glad y'all made it back in. I feel much better now. Hallelujah, amen, amen. We should stop what we're doing Stop what we're planning, amen, and give praise to God, amen. I just simply believe that's the way to go, amen, and God would honor that. Praise is the vehicle that brings God to where we are. Hallelujah, amen. Listen, if we are in a lion's den, we ought to give praise, Somebody said, why or how and what can a person that's in a lion's den give God praise for? Here's what we do. We give praise to him because of who he is. That's what we give praise. God, and I'm glad I know who you are. Your name has been revealed to me. Hallelujah. I realize that what I'm saying is not, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lost principle or it's a it's a it's something that's not in our society anymore it doesn't make sense anymore amen to our people so folks complain or get angry or curse or any number of things people do when we talk about prayer in the middle of problems but we find individuals in the scripture that somehow had the knowledge of what ought to be done when things were not well Somebody just said, why don't we just give some praise to God? It's just awkward. Have you ever been in a situation where things were just going crazy? And You know, when you get going right, when you get aggravated, frustrated, angry at people, you don't want to pray. You have to kind of work up to that prayer thing. Because, you know, we know that it's sacred and we know we're, you know, we're communicating with God. But, but there's somebody in the middle that just says, well, why, can, can we just have prayer right now? 
it will settle everything down. We're going to pray and we're going to give praise to him. Hallelujah. Listen, remember in Matthew 15, the Syrophoenician woman, she besought him that he would cast out the devils from her daughter. Very unselfish. It wasn't for her. It was for somebody else. Oh, what we'll do for our kids. Amen. First, he wouldn't even answer her. That sounds pretty rude to me. This was Jesus. Amen. Second, he said, this is not for you, but for the Jews. Now, wasn't that discrimination? What it sounds like to me, amen. She then worshiped him, verse 25. <laughs> Can you imagine us telling somebody, hey, you can't come to this altar, you can't come to this church. You know, you, know the, you know the word gets out somehow. Never get us, they never get us right. I've always felt like, now some of y'all think that we're off, way off somewhere. I've always felt like that we have been just pretty middle of the road, sensible with, uh, with doctrine and standards and we give space for people to grow. <clears throat> but there's folks who don't get that. That's why, Brother Bobby, that's why these, and Sister Connie, that's why these, these Sunday morning classes, these 10 lessons are gonna be so valuable to you because people leave thinking that, that we make people dress a certain way and act a certain way. And we still have people ask, what do they require? Do I have to dress a certain way? What do I, you don't have to do anything. What good would it do if I required everybody, amen, a dress code and tried to legislate it if it wasn't in your heart? The first place you're gonna do is get away from here. You know, which is kind of funny. You know, we, all, we don't go to public swimming pools. Can you see me in a bathing suit? You won't see me in it, I promise you. <laughs> we have, we've had people that didn't get the thing here. Not only, we, we used to go to Ocean City in our district, have a district conference, but we'd go in the early spring before the, the beach crew got there. It was still chilly. And so we got the chance to walk on the beach and we'd see the ocean and we, our hotel was right there in the way, beautiful, beautiful. But, but we, don't, uh, we don't do that. It's a pretty known thing that people, you know, that in the world, in fact, they just talk about it. We're going to go over to the Ocean City and not only we're going to take all our clothes off, we're going to see everybody else with their clothes off. We know guys that do that. They're bragging about it. We're going to go see some flesh. Well, we don't do that. Am I going to police you and tell you you can't? No, you do whatever you want to because without a Holy Ghost conviction about modesty, it wouldn't help. And we had some people that just never got it. And I always ask my wife every spring, well, what are we supposed to wear at the pool? What are we supposed to wear? You know, and finally we just said, you know, you just wear whatever you want. It don't matter. What good's it gonna do if we're gonna draw a line? Listen, I can't go out there, amen, half naked, and there'll be folks, even in a modest style pool, you know, there'll be some folks, they ain't ashamed of nothing. They'll come, even worldly people will be going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And when they start doing that, don't you think the church ought to have a little conviction about modesty? And, I'm, and you don't have to do none of that. You can ignore all of this. I want to get you in here and lay hands on you and pray that you get full of the Holy Ghost and the power of God and the joy of the Lord. And you know what? If you get what I got, then you'll have certain convictions on your own. And that's the kind of convictions I want. 
I want to see that. But folks walk out of here and they never get it. Like, yeah, they make you do that. and they may. We ain't made nobody do nothing. We expect a few things from people. Sure, after a while, you know what? We're changing Kyla's diaper now. She's 13 months old. That's what you do when you're 13 months old. She's the noisiest kid in the church. She's got all of us, grandma, grandpa, mama, dad, all of us. I mean, she wants her way. You just kind of do that. But when she gets about 14... I don't expect we ought to be changing her diaper. I don't expect she ought to be running down the aisle like this. So you expect people to grow in God. Amen. As the word of the Lord goes forth and folks learn how to praise and learn how to be good Christians. But we're going to give you an opportunity to grow in here and we hope that you do grow. And you hope that we're, and, you, and I hope we, you understand that we're not judgmental while we're expecting you to do a couple things. We're trying to get Jack taught how to work. Take out the trash. His mom thinks I'm going to just ruin him, mess him up. Like I always say, never bothered me, bothered me, bothered me. When my dad knocked a fire out of me when I wouldn't do right. Did that mess me up or what? <laughs> Make you behave yourself. Tell you what it'll do, but our, our, our kids, somebody has to say something and has to teach them. I'm off track here, amen. But this woman just kept, she praised Jesus after he had been rude to her, he had been ugly to her. He said it wasn't for her, she praised him. She didn't care what was politically correct. She had a daughter that was in need. Listen, when you get hungry enough for God, when you get desperate enough for God, amen, when your body begins to hurt, amen, and you get in trouble physically, listen, you won't worry about the standard. You don't worry about how tough it is to live for God in that church or how hard that, you don't, no, no, no. You have a need. And you have to do like that little woman that had the issue of blood. The Bible said she made her way through the press. I feel like she had to say, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry, ma'am, excuse me. I've got to get to where Jesus is. But it seems like we have everything going for us. Everything's well. We don't hurt in our body. We got money in our pocket. We get to eat what we want. And so why do we need to touch God. Why do we need to fight and make our way through the press? That's what we have to teach our teenagers. Listen, listen, toilet paper's not free. Food is somebody has to work and pay for that. And I don't want to be little and cheap and small in this thing, but some they, folks have to start somewhere. Our kids don't need to be tossed the credit card every time they, you know, just like want to see something that they, you know, we are messing them up. They need to learn how to work. Hallelujah. I told somebody the other day, I think Brother Corey, I said every kid that graduates, amen, from high school before they get their diploma, they ought to be sent to live in Mexico, amen, or some third world country somewhere and say, now, amen, you ought to start appreciating what you have here. They don't work because they don't have to work. I was brought up different. 
Y'all, I worked for $3 a day in the cotton field, hoeing cotton. I was so happy to get that job, eight hours a day. Amen. Somebody said, hey, boy, come on. Hey, you got to get, you missed a little bit of grass back there. You got to get $3. Amen. But I could buy a shirt with that $3, and I could work, I could work another day and a half and buy a pair of pants. I remember working the whole week and buying two shirts and a pair of pants. Had a little bit of money left over. $3 a day and I remember when it went up to three fifty, and then we could go work in the cornfield and pull corn by hand and we made $5 a day. I was glad to get that job. It's folks here, it's kids here, they won't, they won't do nothing for $5. I used to ask my dad, you got extra $5? He said, no son, I don't have, he said, I've got $5 but I don't have an extra five. I could get the five from him. But he just wanted me to understand he didn't have any extra money. It's the terminology. Amen. But this woman made her way through the press. This Syrophoenician woman did not let the first little setback, amen, stop her like some of us. I'm not picking on us, but I just want to, you know, uh, I just want to point out these things so we get it. So, So it didn't have to be all right. You know, then he called her a dog. Amen. But she still didn't stop. She said, but the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the table. Amen. And that's when it touched his spirit. She didn't get offended. Amen. Jesus said, woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. In other words, whatever you want, you're getting it. Anybody with that determination, anybody with that with that kind of stamina, I'm gonna, listen, you can get something from God. The Bible said the day that you seek him with your whole heart, that's the day he'll be found. I got any seekers here today? I got anybody that's desperate around here? Amen. Hallelujah. Let, let me just say this. I'm not gonna finish this message today, but let me just say this to some of us. that th- th- There are no people, there's no problem three, uh, free people. Just put it that way. We're just looking for a smooth, listen, you see this in the scripture and it's there for a purpose. There are no problem-free families. And there are no problem-free churches. Could I just let you know right up front? But you see, it's not the problems that are our problems. It's how we respond to those problems that is the problem. Hallelujah. Things didn't go right. Listen, you know, you can bite a 10-penny nail into. You can cuss, kick the dog. You can do whatever you want to do. None of that's going to change anything. You can, some folks get mad and stay mad for a while. Some folks just pout. All that's doing is make everybody, maybe that's what you want to do, make everybody else around you miserable. It's kind of like Kyla. Well, I wouldn't let her in my bedroom. There's too much stuff in there for you. And she goes, she just falls down. Ah, she just started that. Just started doing that. Well, you know what I do? I do just like I used to do Laura. I said, Debbie. Well, I just, it's a little rug, little runner right there. And I said, nope, can't go in there. And she went, ah. And I just like, just left her there. And I just started walking back. Hey, and I looked. She just hopped up. She's falling on behind me going, ah. See, it, the whole fit and the little fall down deal was for me. And so it just didn't stop me. I just said, oh, I got other things to do. So you go ahead and just roll around there all you want. I got I to go in here and do this. 
And sometimes we pout. But if nobody's paying any attention and nobody's looking, maybe we'll just stop doing all of that. Amen. Things just don't come easily sometimes. So we're going to have problems. You know, you know years ago, <laughs> I didn't know when I hadn't thought of this in years, but years ago there was a comedy TV show called Amos and Andy. Anybody old enough to remember that? It was like an all-black, it's probably not politically correct now. Somebody might have got offended for whatever reason. They took it off. But, but it was one of the funniest shows, the Amos and Andy show. Amos was tired of Andy's constant criticism. I mean, the most irritating thing that Andy did was he would continually put his finger in Amos's chest and give him advice and tell him what he ought to do and what he needed to do. And so one day Amos just could take it no longer. And so what he did, he went and bought some dynamite and he got some tape and he taped it to his chest. <laughs> and so when he told his friend Kingfish the next time Andy criticizes me and starts thumping me with his finger on my chest, he said, this dynamite's going to blow his hand off. <laughs> Sounded like a Cajun joke to me, but it ended up being this. You know, listen, listen there is a better way. <laughs> There's a better way to do things. Amen. So... The, I think we should start with praise. Amen. Yes. I can think of a lot of things, brothers, I ought to be, want to do and my flesh tells me to do. And, you know, but but, but there, I think praise would be the best thing to do here, amen, to take care of some situations. Oh, it brings the power and the presence. We, we did it, while, it demonstrated itself a while ago. You know, you know why the presence of the Lord was moving here? Nobody had preached. Nobody did anything. We were just praising. And we came with our needs and tears. And God began to touch and bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, let me give us a couple more scriptures here. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it tells us one of my favorite true stories. In verse 2, the word Jehoshaphat uh, word to Jehoshaphat was there cometh a great multitude against thee. Verse three, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Anybody do that anymore? We just face our troubles and go have a nervous breakdown and take some more pills to calm our nerve. No, that is what some of us do. What we ought to do is set our face toward the Lord. Amen. To seek the Lord. Verse 12 said, he said, our eyes are upon thee, speaking of the Lord. This is where our focus is right now. Verse 13 said, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones. They brought their children. By the way, parents, they didn't give their kids a choice. Somebody said, well, we're going to let them decide whether they go to church or not. Oh, really? You're going to let them decide to start? There's a lot of things out there that you don't let them decide to do. Why just let church just be hanging out there? No. You're going to church. That's what you do. 
Y'all know when I first went to school, that's what my kids still laugh at me about that. You know, they told me for weeks and weeks, months, hey, Charlie's starting to school. Guess what? You think you're going, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'm thinking, I'm, I told some people, I'm going to go and try it a couple, you know, try it and see how I like it. I didn't know it was like an ongoing deal. I did go to school that first day. It was a pretty good day. It wasn't bad. Next morning, my wife, my, my mom was saying, Charlie, get up. It's time to go to school. And I said, I did that yesterday. I already did that. <laughs> it's amazing how our mind is. I mean, I know that's childish thinking, and that's kind of funny, but that's how we think. Don't work that way, does it? Still going. <laughs> Just look how smart you're getting, though. Man, if I could hang around you a little while. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 15 said, Thus saith the Lord, be not afraid, be, dis or be dismayed by reason of this great multitude. It started out with seeking God. Amen. But watch what God told him to do. He said, for the battle is not yours but God's. Verse 17 said, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Is anybody fighting things and spirits and attitudes? You know, fighting stuff. You just feel it. Maybe you may not be coming to blows, but, but there's just a battle going on. Nobody's happy. Just no joy, no peace. And so you're going to fight. And here God said, you don't, you don't need to fight in this battle. Verse 19. I know I'm skipping. Amen. But there's a whole beautiful story here. Verse 19 said, the Levites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. That's the ministry. That's the elders and the bishops and the pastors. They stood up to give praise. We ought to be leading in prayer. Hope we are. I think we are around here. Amen. Amen. In verse 21, singers and praisers were appointed. You know what? What would be wrong with me saying, you know what? Hey, oh, it's time to praise. Time to praise. Get up and praise. Start praising. Get up and start praising. It's time to praise. And just start appointing singers. We're going to accomplish something like that. Remember, let praise go up first. Let that be the first thing you do. But you know what? If it's not the first thing we did, maybe if we missed it. Let's, listen, you can start that at any time. I know I just kind of missed my cue and I didn't get going. And so I've been in this battle. No, no. We'll just start now. In verse 22, and when they began to sing and praise, the Lord sent this is a good part. The Lord sent, there was a spiritual something, there's supernatural something took place. The Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir. Amen. Would God do that for some of us right here? Amen. Today, I, I really believe that if we would mimic this and if we would copy what they were doing. It's a principle if we could say, you know what? I know I'm in the lion's den. I know I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. I know things are not going right with me. I don't feel like praise. But if I could do a, a sacrifice of praise. In other words, if I could just praise anyway. God might take care of that enemy or that problem or that sickness for us. Amen. Amen. God, I love you today. I give praise to you today. That's how you do it. I honor you today, Lord. You are able, Lord. You have blessed us already, and I'm expecting blessings from you. But God, right now, I just want to bless you. And so I clap my hands to you, and I shout with the voice of triumph. Amen. And God... Amen, comes to our rescue. And God helps us in those things that we are struggling with right now. Come on. 
So I challenge you today, amen, to bite the bullet. Do what your flesh does not want to do. Your flesh wants to just cuss somebody out. Your, your flesh wants to get them back for what they did. It's been a long time and I hadn't forgotten it yet. Well, it shows. Somebody said, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. I said, no, you need all that that you got. You, need, you ain't got enough to, you need to keep what you got. <laughs> but that's what our flesh wants to do. But God is telling us in the midst of that, amen, just to give praise to him. God, I love you. Hallelujah. That's what Paul and Silas did. They had no right. Let's stand together. Come on, let's stand. Come on, let's clap our hands now since you're up. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, God. We praise you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Genesis 49, Jacob is about to die. He calls his sons in and pronounces a prophetic blessing upon each one of them. Genesis 49 and 8, oh, my soul, Amen. Come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly, uh, my honor. Be not thou united, for in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. He is going, he is going to bat. Hallelujah for them. Right. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. What a blessing here is pronounced upon them. Wouldn't it be good for us to say something by faith, in faith, amen, about our children, about our grandchildren? We do it all the time. Amen. By hey, hey, what are you, what are you doing? And we, my grandfather was the worst, and I picked up some of that. When I was just a just a toddler, I, I before I remember, but I do remember him when I was four or five years old. He called me Charlie Jessup for some other some reason. Come to find out, Charles Jessup was some kind of great preacher somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't know if that had any, but somehow in my mind, I think it might have had some kind of a little, I began to feel my calling to the ministry, some kind of ministry, felt like preaching when I was just a little kid. He was a sinner man, but he'd talk about Charles Jessup being the great preacher. I have no idea what he preached, but he would call that. But you know, people call and say things about their children in a negative way. And we'll live up to that. We'll grow into that. It will be a seed planted in there. Hallelujah. Judah. Remember Judah's praise. Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Are you going to be somebody special? Thy hands shall be in the neck of thine enemy. You're going to have some authority here. You're going to have some power here. Hallelujah. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. That means your brothers and sisters are going to honor you. He said that on his deathbed to his boys. Now let me speak something to you. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you was raised on. 
it doesn't matter the color of your skin. Listen, could we own our problem? Could we stop blaming somebody else for the mess that we're in? My mom used to say, you know, there's a, you know, God must love poor people because he sure made a lot of them. That just stuck in my mind. It kind of made me like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm poor. Stuck in there. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to, your, your father owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Your father owns the gold. And he doesn't mind giving some of that to you. My goodness. I feel like there's blessings. This is it's just not some kind of name it and claim it message I'm preaching. If we will learn how to give praise to God, if we will encourage ourselves in the Lord. And let me bring that up. I know I don't want to be redundant, but let me, let me bring that up again. Listen, I know that somebody did you wrong. It won't be the last time if you keep living. Get used to it. But could you get off of their case and lay claim to that problem and that situation that you're in? That's the trick of the enemy. If it's always somebody else's fault, you can never do anything about it. But the moment you claim it, say, you know what, I got a problem here. When you lay claim to your problem, then you have something that you can do. This thing's not gonna take away my joy. It's not gonna steal my peace. I'm not gonna backslide over this. I'm not, it's my problem. But if it's always over there somewhere, Hallelujah. Then you're strapped with that thing. You're strapped. Hallelujah. Amen. So I got a problem. And I tell you what I'm doing with my problem. Amen. I'm going to take it to the altar and I'm going to praise God. I'm going to declare it to the altar. I'm going to cast all of my cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for me. He's my friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's never going to leave me. That's one of my promises. He's never going to forsake me. I'm going to shout when I'm in jail. I'm going to claim healing when I'm not getting healed. I'm going to claim my blessing today. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell this. I hope I don't get in trouble for it. I'll tell this. Somebody, of course, you know weddings. You know how weddings are. Wedding is, weddings are, it can be hectic. They can be problematic. And everybody, Weddings are so versatile. You, you could change weddings. You could do anything you want at weddings. You need a preacher and a couple to have a wedding. But somebody said last, somebody was really tired last night. You know, they've been working a couple days, getting the flowers. And, and somebody said, we're going to have a shouting service on Sunday. I said, yeah, good, sounds good, really? They said, yeah, we won't be shouting for Jesus. We'll just be shouting because the wedding's over. <laughs> we'll be happy. At the wedding. Well, listen, some, the wedding is over, but some things are not over. And we're going to have to learn how to just set them aside because right now it's praise time. Right now it's worship time. Amen. I'm put my focus and my attention on Jesus. I'm going to praise in the middle of the trouble, in the middle of the storm. Come on. Let's put our hands together. Amen. Whatever y'all want to say, we're going to spend some time just before we get out of here. 
and give some praise. Practice what we're preaching. Come on, I put your hands together. Right now. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised.